The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara, Moed Katan, Dafyutet. Today's daf is being studied in the Lunishmat of Raham ben Esther. Ruwa Hashem Tenihiru ben Eden, Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Lunishmat Ezra ben Tune, Shen Niftar, Bekitsur Yamin Vishanim. Ruwa Hashem Tenihiru ben Eden, Amen. We begin today's daf on Yudhet Amudbet, and we start from the Mishnah, three lines from the bottom. And the Mishnah begins, In Kotvin Shtarechov B'Moed. Again, we talk about the restriction of writing. Shtachamim levied a restriction on Cholam unless it is a Tzorech, for example, Davara Aved. So this Mishnah says that we're not allowed to write loan documents from Cholam Moed Shtarechov. Vim Eno Ma'amino. But if the Malved does not believe the Love, she's the one that's lending the money does not trust the borrower, or or let's say the sofer that's writing up the document doesn't have what to eat on the holiday, therefore needs the money for his tzorcheh hag, so then the rabbis gave a dispensation, you could write. Tosfot says that this is not only talking about shtarechov, which means uh, documents of sale, when one sells one item. So that would be considered uh, according to the Tosafot. That Tosafot says, Because the reason why the Mishnah didn't list Shtar Mechira, because only on Karka are you allowed to write the uh, documents. The Amrin and the Eram, we learned above on Yudgimal, we said that you can only sell houses for the tzorech hamoed. For the person needs the house to live in, or the monies, etc. So what's already, you can sell it in the tzorech hamoed. It goes without saying that you can write. Because writing the tzorech hamoed is permissible. So it goes without saying that a mechira of karka you'd be allowed to write, because the only way you could sell karka is if it's Surah Khamurid, and once it's Surah Khamurid, then automatically Ketiba would follow suit. Ruadini Machar Kodem Amorid, Tosfot says, in the case where he sold, let's say, before the Morid, Ve'atar Utsil Ikhtov, and now he wants to write up the document, the Shari B'Morid, Da'anami Devara Aved, Ve'ak Ima Yalno Ones V'lo Yachol Ikhtov Kodem Amorid. In the case where he was Anus, where he couldn't write the document before the Morid, Tosfot says on the Shtar Mechira, it would be permissible to write it on the Moed itself. In any event, the Mishnah continues. And Kotvin, Sefarim, Tefillin, Umzuzot, Bamoed. One is not allowed to write as a Sofer. Cannot write Sefer Torah, Tefillin, Mizuzot, Bamoed. Ve'en Magihin, Ot Achat, Afilu Besefer Ezra. And you cannot even correct the Sofer, cannot even correct one letter in the Sefer Torah. Uh, even in the Sefer of Ezra, so Rashi says that's the Sefer of Ezra Sofer. It's a very precious Sefer Torah, so the Mishnah is going out of its way to say, even if it's the Sefer of Ezra Sofer, which was known to be very, very precious, still you cannot make a Haggaha on one letter. Then Rashi says, some read this word, the Azara. Even the Sefer Torah that's in the Azara, meaning there was a special Sefer Torah that was used 
as the uh, model for all the other Sifre Torah. When a Sofer would want to check another Sifre Torah's Kashrut, they would use the Sifre Torah Shabazara, because it was written meticulously. So even the Sifre Torah Nazara, which is very, very special against Sifre, one is not allowed to make a Haggaha, which means correct the note. <coughs> the Mephashim do point out that only to correct the letter, but let's say the letters are touching each other, to scrape off a little of the uh, ink, to separate the Medubakim, uh, so that the Debakim, that would be permissible. The Biyuda Omer, the Biyuda says, Kodev Adam Tefillin Umzuzot La'atzmo. The Biyuda says it is permissible to write Tefillin and Mizuzot for himself. Which means that she says, Lekayen Zeham Mitzvah. He needs to fulfill the Mitzvah. He needs a Mizuzah. Or he needs a Tefillin for himself. Aval, <coughs> Lesibur, Lemkor. But if he wants to write Tefillin and Mizuzot for selling purposes, the Derek Sechirutu, Hasib Melacha. That's considered already a Melacha. Like we learned above by the uh, table makers, the Ambungeri of the Rezgin Utad used to fix the tables on Cholam Wa'id, but we said they weren't able to pay them. Uh, the Rezgin Utad would give them Mizorot, would give them food, and that would be their payment. So you see that you're not allowed to really uh, do work for payment on Cholam Wa'id. And therefore, the same thing over here, if a person wants to write the Tiflin Mizorot for himself, that would be okay. Uh, the uh, Mifarshim uh, want to bring a Ra'iyah from over here, Tosfot brings it down. So for me, you see that you're supposed to wear tefillin on Cholam Mu'ayd. Because it says, what do you mean, la'atzmo? So you're writing it for yourself. You need it, obviously, for the Mu'ayd. Because you're wearing tefillin on Cholam Mu'ayd. Others want to say, no. It's not that uh, you have to wear it on Cholam Mu'ayd. But you need it for yourself, even after the Mu'ayd. But they were lenient by tefillin and mezuzot. This is ketiva shil mitzvah. That event, the Mishnah concludes and says, Ve al yerecho techele lesisato. We know in the olden days they used to have the blue string, the tchelet, for this seat, and they would have to spin it, right, in order to make it a string. So the Mishnah is telling you that you are allowed to spin the tchelet for this seat, however you cannot do it in the normal fashion. You have to spin it in a derich shinui. So instead of using the uh, sticks of spinning that they used to use, so they, no, here you used your leg, you put it on your leg, and you spin it in an abnormal fashion. As she says, You cannot spin it between your fingers in the normal way, or using the palech, which is the, the stick, Now Tosfot says that the only shinui we demanded is by sisit, by the spinning. That she Tosfot says, shinui. When it came to writing Tefillin and Mezuzot according to Rabbi Yudan and the Mishnah, we didn't say you have to write it in a different uh, way. Shesari Ketiva Tama. Because it says in the Pazuk, Uchtavtam. And from the word Uchtavtam, we learn Ketiva Tama. It has to be a complete, perfect writing. And therefore, we cannot afford to do a Shinui when it comes to the writing of Tefillin and Mezuzot. So Tefillin and Mezuzot, you write it in the normal way. Which means the only discussion of Amishnah is the writing of the tefillin and the spinning of the sisit. But all the other processes of the tefillin, making the boxes, etc., that the Mishnah doesn't discuss, that's for sure's mutar. The only melacha that would really be a question is, is the 
ketiva of the tefillin and the tefiya, the spinning of the yisusit, as what says. But making the other parts of the tefillin, the straps, etc., that the um, Gemara takes for granted, that would be mutar. That's right. This what says could be the only isur in melacha is ketiva and tevia. I think that's why the Mishnah is discussing those two specific melachot. But everything else in the process, the chaurad, the tosfum, what to say would be permissible. Ben bitzfilin and ben bitzisit. And then the tosfum goes on to discuss what type of writing would be permissible on cholam mo'ed. And he talks about writing the letters, if one writes them in a different way. For example, ketav hifuch, he writes them backwards, the letters or a different type of font, so it could be all type of writing like that, would be uh, permissible. Comes the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanam. We have a Braita. Kotev Adam Tefidinu Mizuzot La'atzmo. A person is allowed to write Tefidinu Mizuzot for himself. That's the Shitav Rabbi Udan the Mishnah. And he can spin the tchelet on his leg. For his sisit. Again, we said that that is a shinui. And he can even do this for others. Not for payment, but as a favor. Okay, so that's the shita of Rabbi Meir. That for himself he could do it, and he could do it for others as a favor. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Ma'arim u'mocher et shelo, ve'chozer ve'kotev la'atzmo. Rabbi Yudah is more lenient over here in one sense. He says a person is allowed to make ha'arama. He's allowed to make a, uh, a trick over here, so to speak, a subterfuge, as they say. And he's able to say like this, I'm writing for myself. During the Yudah and the Mishnah say, you can write Tiffany for yourself and Mizuzot. And after you write for yourself, you're able to say, Nah, I don't want this one. Want to make a uh, different one, and then you could sell the ones that you wrote. So you write with the intention that you can use it for yourself. After you finish writing it, you say, "No, nah, I want a better one or a different one." And therefore, now nah, you have extra different Sell it and write a, another one. So that is the Ha'arama of the Biuda. Again, this would be a Ha'arama ledvar mitzvah. That's why even though normally we might not subscribe to Harama on Hala Mu'ed, but the Gabit Tefidinu Mizuzot, which is a mitzvah, so they're, uh, obviously the Bihuda is more lenient. Now, at this point, let's just analyze who's more Mahmir, Rabbi Meir or Rabbi Yehuda. So Tosfot tells us, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Ma'arim, Lechawra Mahmir Yoter Me Rabbi Meir. Lechawra Rabbi Yehuda is more Mahmir than Rabbi Meir. Why? Which means, uh, according to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir allowed you to write tefillin la'aharim, without harama. You could just write it, you can get paid, whereas Rabbi Yehuda, he said the only way you could do fa'aharim is al yadeh harama. You have to write it for yourself and then say you don't want it. So it's what it says that in that sense, the Bihuda is more Mahmir. Right, in that sense, the Bihuda is more Mekir. That you could sell it. 
But the issue over here is the harama that he demands the ketahila. So in that sense, that's what Tosfot wants to say. He's more mahmir. Rabbi Yosei Omeh, now we get to the third chita. What does Yosei say? Kotev umocher kedarko kedeh panasato. He could write the tefillin and the mezuzot in the normal way. Kedarko kedeh panasato. Now what does that mean kedeh panasato? So that she says in the third line, Barvacha. She was we're talking about over here, he has what to eat on the holiday. But what? He wants to have some hot yom tov. He wants to eat berebah. He wants to buy extra stuff. So therefore, if you're going to use the money to enhance the hag with achilan, shtiyah, basar, vayayin, so therefore he can write uh, even in such a case. So according to this over here, he's matir legamre, the Ahirim, Bishar, and Dafka Kedepanasato. Tosfot says, Lechauram Mekel Mikulihu. Clearly, the Biyoseh, and the simple explanation, is more Mekel than all the opinions. First of all, he doesn't require any Harama. Right? He allows you to write it regular. He allows you to get paid. And he just puts a condition, so long as it's for the Panasa of the holiday, meaning not Mayuchal. Not that he's starving without what to eat. Because if, he, if, it's, if, if you're going to say that he not what to eat, could be all the opinions would be lenient in such a case. In Loma Yochal. So I do say that even Harvaha, which is to enhance, according to the Biyosei, would be permissible. Okay. Correct. The Tosfot does say that Kashi'en Loma Le'echol, even the Bimi'ir and the Biyuda, would be Matir Bishar. Comes the Gemara continues. Ori le Rav le Rav Hananel. Rav made a ruling to Rav Hananel. The Amla Rabban Barbar Hanal le Rav Hananel. Halacha Kotev Umochet Kedarko Kedepanasato. So you would like to be Yosef. You write the Tefillin and Mezuzot on Hola Moed, and you can sell it. So long as you use the money for Yom Tov purposes. The person is not to spin the for himself in an uh, unusual manner. Not with a stone. Now what does it mean a stone? So that she says in the fourth line, Seems they would connect the string to a uh, stone in order that it spins correctly. That would be more of a normal way of doing it. So he says, well, I'll let you do it on your yerech, on your lap, on your thigh, but not on the stone. say, even with the stone. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, Be'even avalo be'palech Says no You're even allowed to use a stone You just can't use the sticks The palech would be the spindle Which they would use to make the shazira V'achamim omrim ben be'even ben be'palech According to this version, Achamim let you do it Even in a normal way Amar v'yudah, Amar shemuel 
וכן אמר רבי חייא בן אבא אמר רבי יוחנן הלכה בן באבן בן בפלך Again, the Gemara reiterates that when it comes to Tiflin and Mezuzot, you can write it Kedarko and you mocher it for Kedepanasato. And now we go to the next Mishnah. Matnitin. Now we discuss Amenan, the laws of Avelut as they. Uh, regard the holiday. Hakover et meto shiloshayamim kodil laregel. Hermanan, a person buries his dead three days before the beginning of the regel. Batla hemenu gezerat shiva. So the seven days are broken. So this Mishnah is saying a hadush. You have to have a minimum of, uh, you, somebody has to have a minimum of three days. Uh, of Avelut, and then we say the holiday is Mevatel. Because three days, Kanere is the Ikar Avelut. And therefore, once already a person went to the Ikar Avelut, the first three days, which is the most severe, then already after the day, he doesn't have to count anymore of the seven. Now, what it means the seven days? Seven days means the person sits on the floor, he can't wear uh, shoes, you have the She'ilat Shalom, you cannot greet people. So the Hadush over here is that if three days of Avelut occurred before the Regal, once the Regal comes, the seven days Halachot uh, are broken, meaning after the holiday is over, he does not have to make up any of the uh, seven days. Shimona batlu emenu gezerat shiloshim. If the person was already in the eighth day of his Avelut, now once he's in the eighth day, he begins the Shiloshim. Right, after he finishes the seven, so now the eighth day, that's the beginning of the Shiloshim days. So as long as he started one day of the Shiloshim before the Regal, so the Regal is going to mevatel the deen of Shiloshim. Nafkamina, the gabel, let's say, haircuts and uh, things like that, attending uh, uh, social gatherings and stuff uh, to that nature. So therefore, the regal is going to be mevatel. Mepene she'amluk. We have a rule. Let's look at the Rashi for a second. Shemona yamim. Kodem aregel batla mimenu gezerat shiloshim. Do'il v'itchid yom echad mena shiloshim. Eno tzadik t'shmur kelum nahar aregel. Din shiloshim ela mutal le'altar. Betechboset. Begihut. Betasporet. Hey, he's allowed to launder his clothes immediately. For that matter, it's permissible for him to sport it, haircuts and things like that. No, before the regal. Before the regal. So now the Mishnah says, because we have a rule, Shabbat ole ve'ena mafseket. Now we're giving the klalim. Shabbat counts as one of the days of the seven. However, it is not mafsik. Which means, person has to sit seven days with Avelut. Invariably, one of the seven days is going to be Shabbat. Shabbat counts as one of the seven. However, it doesn't break the seven. For example, if the guy sat for three days and the fourth day is Shabbat, it's the fourth day. Sunday is the fifth day. It doesn't break Avelut, Shabbat. Regalim, on the other hand, which is the Shalosh Regalim, or we'll see which Regalim, Mafsikim, Ve'enam olim. It's the opposite. 
the regel is mafsik the avedut, like we said in the case where a person is three days before ba'avedut, then the regel breaks the shiva'ah. But what does it mean when it says ve'enam olim? That you cannot count them. So look at Rashi. Ve'en olim. Dehi kavar meto betoch haregel. In a case where, let's say, barmenan, somebody buried their deceased on the regel itself. So the law in that case is, the person does not start the avedut on the regel. And you don't even count the days of the regel. The days of avedut begin... After the regel, the lo batla memenu gezerat shiva. The gezerat shiva is not batel. En yemei regel olin leminyan shiva. The days of the regel are not counted. Zayin yemei avidut. Ela lahar regel snik lishiv zayin yemei avidut. Zui sevarati. Rashi says that's why I understood what it means. Regel is eno ole. Aval beaitek matzati. I found written. Let's say in the case where a person buries his deceased two days before the regal. In that case, the regal is not going to break it. Because it's only two days. Rashi says... That if a person sat two days before the regal, based on our Mishnah, two days, you cannot, a uh, person uh, has to continue by Avedut. But you can't be Avedut the regal. So he has to make up to five after the regal. So that's what it's in the You can't count it. So to Rashi again offers over here two explanations. The rest of the Rashi, Dagaot says, has to be a mistake. Uh, because the end of the Rashi says, but that can't be because really even if you, a person sat one day before the regal, the regal breaks it. That has to be a ta'ud because based on Amishnah, Amishnah says it's a minimum of three days. In any event, she offered two explanations. So let's review the two explanations of this Gemara. Either it means in or le, that if somebody died on the regal, you do not count the regal at all from Inyan Shiva'ah. The avidut of shiva starts after the regal. Or, alternatively, if a person uh, had avidut two days before the regal, the regal does not count for the shiva, meaning he has to make up five more days after the regal. The regal eno ole. Okay. The discussion now is how do we look at Shavuot? Well, Shavuot used to be a seven-day holiday. In what sense? In the sense that if a person did not bring his korban on the first day of Shavuot, he did have six days to make it up. So technically, it was still in the spirit of Shavuot. So he says, in the old days, since Shavuot was like a seven-day holiday in the sense of the korbanot, then it had the status to break Avedut. Because like, it's like Pesach on Shavuot, Pesach on Sukkot, which is a seven-day holiday. However, today, that the Bitter is destroyed, where well, I said it, Shavuot really manifests itself in one day. So therefore, it's like Shabbat. Meaning, it's Ole Liminyan, Ve'eno Mafsik. Okay? Rabban Gamliel Omer, Rosh Hashanah Ve'yom Kippurim Kirgalim. Hidush. That not only the Shalosh Regalim, but you can also include Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. Meaning, it's mafsik. It has the ability to break avilut. 
והחכמים אומרים, לא כדברי זה ולא כדברי זה. זאת החכמים, they have a different שיטה. Not like the opinions we just said. אלא עצרת כרגלים. Well, first of all, they argue on the B.D. Aizir. They say that even בזמן הזה, שבועות אז הדין הרגל, that is מבטל די אבלות, and רוץ השנה ויום כפורים כשבת. And they argue on the first opinion of the חכמים, and they say that Rosh Hashanah and Kippur has a status of Shabbat. Shabbat. And therefore it's Oleh ve'eno mafsik. Okay. Tosafot over here. Dibura matil ha-kover et meto. Why does the Mishnah have to say ha-kover et meto shiloshayim kodeb da-regel? Just say if a person's avil. Three days before the day. What do you mean? He buried his deceased. So Tazvot learns from here. La'achi nakat kover da'avelut matchelet mesh'at stimat golel. So when does the avelut begin? After the burial. Then the avelut begins. So the Mishnah is alluding to that. Ha'koveret metoa. Now avelut begins after the kavira, which means you seal the golel, you seal the, the coffin. So that's already the beginning. So comes the Gemara begins. Amar Rav Gezerat Batlu Yamim Lo Batlu What does this statement mean? Rashi Gezerat Shiloshim Batlu Aval Yamim Lo Batlu Shiloshim Yom Lo Batlu Da'adayin Tluim Ve'omdim Which means In a case where let's say We said the person had eight days Before the regal so already he started his Shiloshim. Right? On the eighth day, already he began his Shiloshim. So he, the Mishnah said that the Regal is Mevatel the Shiloshim. So Terat Rav comes along and says, Gezerat Batlu. Which means the laws of the Shiloshim are Batel. However, Yamim lo Batlu. But the days themselves are not Batel. He would ask to explain to us what that means. וכן אמר אבונה, גזירת בטלו, מדלוס, ארבטל, ימים לא בטלו, but the days themselves are not בטל. Now we don't know what that means. The reason why we don't understand what that means is because you tell me if the גזירת בטלו, which means if the laws are בטל, for example, one of the laws of Shoshim is one cannot take a haircut. But if you tell me if a person had eight days before, so eight days before, now the regal is mevatel. That means he's allowed to take a haircut before the holiday. So gezerat batlu. The laws are batel. So what do you mean yamim lo batlu? Once you learn gezerat batlu, that means the thirty is not uh, is not applicable. So the Gemara says, "V'rabshe shat amar afilu yamim nami batlu." He says, "No, even the days themselves are batel." My tama yamim lo batlu. What does it mean yamim lo batlu? The Gemara is going to explain now. Shimlo gileyah erev ha-regel Asu legaleyah achar ha-regel Which means, you want to say a big hadush We gave the guy a dispensation Which means, you want to now The person's avil He's in his 30 It's the 8th day Person wants to now Take a haircut before the regel Yes, the regel can break the avilut of the 30 Only if you take advantage of it The person on the 8th day Erev ha-regel takes a haircut Fine, Gezerat Batu, no problem. But let's say the person was negligent. He said, he's not going to take a Erevar Egev. So now already, you must you missed out. The Gezerat Batu is only on Erevar Egev. Yamim lo Batu. 
Now you go back to the 30. You have to count to 30. Because the days themselves now count to the 30. And after the again, you're back to the laws. Whenever the Shoshim ends, then the person can take the haircut. So that means, Gezerat batu yamim lo batlu. In the case where the person does not take advantage of the Erev Hag dispensation, yeah. now he's out. He cannot uh, shave, certainly not on the Cholamoyed, and not after. He has to wait until the 30. Yamim lo batu. Look at Rashi. Third line from the bottom. Shim lo gileyach erev arege dechi batu gezerat shiloshim. That which we said batu gezerat shiloshim ve'ev'ayel le'gilluhe erev arege ve'lo gilach. He was supposed to shave erev arege in the end. Asul gileyach arege. Kos shloshim yom. The shloshim yom are counted. The days themselves are counted. Okay, that's the Hadush. Tosafot points out that just like Giluah would be Asur after the Regil, if you're not, a person did not shave before the Regil, the same thing would apply to Kibus, uh, laundering clothes. Just like the laundering clothes, uh, if the person didn't take advantage from before, he cannot take advantage of it uh, after. The law, however, holds that Kibus is Mutar, because laundering clothes is a sort of Gadol, so even if you didn't take advantage before the regel, they'll be lenient after the regel as well. Okay. Comes the Gemara and continues. This Hatanya is over here a proof. It's not a question. It's a siyata. That's just good to point out. Sometimes if the Hatanya is a question, sometimes if the Hatanya is a proof. How do you know? Well, mostly you know from context. But in this case over here, that she tells us right away, so we don't waste any time. Whenever that she says siyata by evahatanya, you know it's coming to bring a siyua. What is a siyua? A proof. Tosafot similarly tells us this when he says vahatanya binihuta. Binihuta means read it not as a question, read it as a statement. Binihuta. Okay. The person had avilut three days before the regel. So the seven is broken. If it's eight days before the regel, which is already he started the shloshim, shloshim. So the Gezerah of the Shloshim is broken. And the dispensation is, he's allowed to shave. But if he did not take advantage of shaving, so you see, clearly you have a Braita supporting the opinion that says that while Gezerah Batel, Yamim Lo Batlu. So comes Gibran says, Abba Shaul Omer, Muta Legaleah Ahara Regel. So Abba Shaul tells us his first leniency. He's going to have two leniencies, Abba Shaul. His first leniency is now, even if a person did not shave before the Regel, the Regel is Batel, the Shloshim, the Gamre, and he could shave after the Regel. Shekeshem, Shemitzvat, Shiloshah. Just like the three days before the Rega breaks the seven totally, 
מבטלת גזירה עד שלושים. So to the seven, once a person has seven days, it's going to break the שלושים לגמרי. Now, Derech Agav, when Abba Shaul was making this Hidush, he said something else that's Hidush. He said that just like the three break the seven, the seven break the thirty. Hold it. Seven break the thirty. Till now we said you need eight to break the thirty. So that Gemara catches Abba Shaul on that and says, wait, Shiva? Seven? What are you talking? Jeez, you told us your Hiddush already, which is that even if you didn't uh, take the Heter before the Regev, it doesn't matter, it's broken. Fine, we got that. But you said seven. So he says, yes. Kasabar Abashaul, Miksata Yom Kikudo. Abashaul holds a very important opinion to remember that Miksata Yom Kikudo, part of the day is considered the day. Meaning, once already the seven day enters, Already the day in the morning, the seven days are considered finished. Whatever the laws of Avilut is, for example, the person, if he sits on the floor, once the morning of the seventh day comes, he's able to get off the floor, he's able to put on shoes again. Now, once the beginning of the day starts, so now if the person finishes the seven, now already he starts the thirty. Because once the seven ends on the same day, the 30 begins. So you're using, the, you're splitting the day. And that's what the Mishnah Gemara says, V'yom shivi'i ole lo lekan ulekan. The person can use the seven day on both sides. It's used to end the seven and begin the 30. And therefore, and therefore, when it comes to this case over here, the person already was on the seventh day of Avelut, before the Regel, don't have to have eight days. Seven days before the Regel, so now already the Regel is going to batel the Shloshim. But not only that, and even if the person did not take a haircut on the seventh day, he didn't take advantage of that Heter, doesn't matter. The Regel is batel Shloshim. And therefore, after the Regel, if he wants to take a haircut, he is permissible. That's the two Heterim of Abba Shaul. Trat Gemara says... <laughs> indeed follows Abba Shaul. So according to the Tosafot, he quotes that number one, Halakha Kaaba Shaul, what he said, the seventh day. That makes that the Yom Kikudo, the seventh day, the Yom Ashikri Odelo Lekan Ulekan. And the second law that he said, that if he did not shave on the seventh day, it's still permissible to shave after the regal. No, always. Always, correct. Even not connected to the regal. That is always a law on the seventh day of Avelut. Okay. Comes Gibran says, Umodim hachamim le'abbashaul. Right? The Hachamim agree to Abba Shaul Keshahal shemini shelo liyot b'shabbat Erev ha-regel Shemuta legaleyach b'erev shabbat Halakha that we learned already If let's say The eighth day Falls out on Shabbat Which is Erev ha-regel Now According to Abba Shaul Already, the Shiloshim began the day before. The Shiloshim began on Friday. 
So according to what Bashol, there's no question. Already on Friday, the guy's allowed to shave and take a haircut for the hug. That's no question. Promise for Hachamim. Hachamim say no. The Shiloshim only starts on day 8. So therefore, day 8, you can start taking a haircut. But wait, day 8 over here is Eid of Shabbat. So Shabbat, you're anus now. I cannot, the person cannot take a haircut on Shabbat. So in this case, the Hachamim will agree when the eighth day of the Avelut falls out on Shabbat Erev Aregel, they'll agree to Abba Shaul that he can go to the Friday and shave the Chabod Yom Tov. So there's one case where Hachim Modet to be to Abba Shaul. In the case of Yom Shemini Shehaliyot, the Shabbat Erev Aregel. Okay. Keman Azla had the Amar Rav Amram Amar Rav. Who is the following statement going like? Avel, a mourner, Babmanan, Kevan She'amdu Minahamim Me'itzlo. Once already the consolers rise up, and they leave, they stop, and they finish their consolation. Mutar Bilhitsah. That is permissible for him to bathe. Keman Ka'abashaul. This may be going like Abashaul. Which means in the morning of the seventh, the mourners would be consoled, and then after they console him in the morning, they leave. If you hold except the Yom Kikudo, finish. Once already the consolation is over, the seven officially end. And therefore, on that day of the seventh itself, is mutar b'chitzah. Because one of the things that an avil is asur during the seven is bathing. And therefore, once the menachamim get up, he don't have, doesn't have to wait till the night, the whole seventh day. He can bathe immediately once the menachamim rise up. Who's that going like, obviously? Abashaul. Amar abayeh, halakha ke abashaul. Beyom Shiva'ah, which means regarding the seven days, like we said, we follow Abba Shaul. Umudim Hakamim the Abba Shaul, Beyom Shiloshim the Amrenan, Mixata Yom Kikudo. For the 30 days, the rabbis will agree that on day 30, you say Mixata Yom Kikudo. Nafkamina. Uh, during the 30 days, let's say, haircuts are forbidden. Uh, during the 30 days, like we said, social gatherings are uh, forbidden for the uh, avil. So a person is allowed to already or uh, 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 take a haircut on day 30. He doesn't have to wait until the entire 30. Even on day 30, once the morning comes, so hachamim hold of the miksatayom, the gabed, the shloshim, and not the shiva. Okay? Rabbi Amar Alakha Abba Shaul Biyom Shiloshim Which means we will follow Abba Shaul the Gabi the 30 Even the Hachamim agreed to that That Yom Shiloshim is saying Exata Yom Kekudo Ve'en Alakha Abba Shaul Biyom Shiva But we do not take Abba Shaul's opinion the Gabi Shiva the rabbis of Nardi'ah said, Halakha ke'abba sha'ul bezu u bezu. 
that we follow Abbas Shaul in both cases. Mikset Tayyom on the Shiva and Mikset Tayyom on the Shloshim. The Amar Shemuel, a very important principle, Halakha Kedivre Amikhil Be'avel. The law is when you have a Mahloket and Avelut, the law is that you rule like the lenient opinion. It's just the lenient opinion over here is Abbas Shaul, Legabe Shiva, Vuadin, the Shloshim. So the Mikset Tayyom is the uh, basic rule. Kabbalah asks, Now where did we get this 30 day rule by Avelut? Which means, how do we know that there's a law that one cannot take a haircut for 30 days uh, when he starts his Avelut? How do we know this? Yalif Pera Pera Menazir we know one of the laws of a Nazir is he's not allowed to cut his hair. What does it say? Ketivacha. It says over here in the Pasuk, Rashechem al Tifra'u. Now that was at the time when Nadav Avihu died. And Elazar and Itamar, the remaining brothers, were alive. Normally they should have now responded by Avelut. But Kadosh Baruch Hu told them, since we are involved in the Simcha of the Hanukkah Mishkan, Avinut doesn't apply. And one of the things Bore Alam told them is, Don't let your hair grow. Normally, an Avel has his hair grow. But then, And what does it say by the Nazir? The same word, Pera that the Nazir has to grow his hair. So we have the word Pera by Avelut, and we have the word Pera by Nazir. Yeah. Just like we know by Nazir, we have a rule. Right, a standard time for the Nazir is 30 days. So therefore we're going to say, just like the Nazir has a 30 day abstention from cutting his hair, so to the Avel, we'll have a 30 day uh, deen. But how do you know that a Nazir has a 30 day? Law. Standard Nazirut, when a person says, I accept upon myself Nazirut, that's a 30 day situation. So the Gemara continues. How do you know? Kadosh It says the Nazir will be Kadosh. The word Yehiyeh. Right? Yudeh, Yudeh. That's uh, 15, 15, that's 30. So the fact that Pasuk says Kadosh Yehiyeh, how long will it be Kadosh for? For Yehiyeh, for 30 days. So that's how we know the deen of Stam the Zirut. And it says by the Zirut the word Pera. And it says by the Avilut, Ashikim al Tifra'u. So that's how you know the law of 30 days, the Gabeh, to spot it for a. Avel Tosafot in Dibura Matheel Pera wants to say that already since we're learning uh, the law of shaving or haircuts from a Nazir, so they want to say that it will be a sur for an Avel as well to comb his hair. Because a Nazir is not allowed to comb his hair. However, he says in Nirekin because. That he cannot beautify himself. Which means and combing the hair is not considered beautifying oneself. Letting the hair grow 
already he's not involved in, let's say, uh, the vanity. But coming is here, he wants to say, the riva wants to say it's permissible. Then Tosfot says, according to Harav Yom Tov, since we say, Yom we count the seventh day for day seven and for day Shloshim, and according to this, he says, He wants to say that already on day 29 of the Avelut, it would be permissible. <coughs> but according to the other Shittah, that's what he wants to say. It's as we have a Mahloket on day 29. Because already if you consider day 7, except the Yom already you're considering day 7 like day 8. So if you consider day 7 like beginning day 8, so therefore once you get to day 29, you're out. It's like day 30. But the Tosfot wants to argue with that opinion. So I have a Mahloket, does the haircut end on 29 or day 30? How much do you consider day 7? Is it just halakhically you're beginning the Shloshim or do you say no? It's considered now 8. That's coming now. When does the haircut stop? Does it stop on 29 or does it stop on 30? Tosfot brings... Both opinions. Now, in the next Tosfot, Tosfot quotes the Shita Bar Peda. Bar Peda holds that a regular Nizirut is 29 days. He holds that Nizirut is 29 days, and therefore on day 30, he holds that he can shave. So according to this, uh, first of all, you have to say that Bar Peda is going to hold like Abba Shaul. Because if you allow the Avel to shave on day 30, that can only be using the principle of Miksat Yom Kekulo. Because if already you're learning the laws of Avelut from Nazir, if you hold Nazir, has to do 29 days, and day 30, he's allowed to shave, so that's going to be the same thing by Avelut. 29 days, day 30, you're allowed. The only one that's going to say day 30, you're allowed, is if you say, Alakha is like, Abbas Shosot. So just wants to say that, according to Bar Peda, he has to subscribe to the Shita of Everybody agrees. Let's say the third day of the Avedut came out on Erev Aregel. Oh. Rechitza is one of the things that are Asur during the seventh. Now, once he kept three days, we said that's Tariqar Avelut. Now the third day is Erev Aregel. So we said what? The Regel is Mevatel, the Deen of Shiva. However, they're not going to allow the person to bathe on Erev Aregel. Since he only kept three days. So therefore the law is going to be, he's not allowed to bathe himself until the holiday itself. Until the Regal himself, that as she says, which is even though we're going to say it's batir, we're not going to say except the yom kikulon now and say what you do the shaloshah, so it's considered it's over. No, no, three. There's no dispensations. Three have to be complete. And what? What type of bathing is going to be permissible? So that she says, because on yom tov a person doesn't take a full body uh, hot water. So she says, you have to see that's talking about that on the night of Yom Tov, the first night of Yom Tov, let him bathe, but what? This one in. Or you can wait until Chola Mu'id. 
Because already now the holiday, there's no more, uh, there's no more uh, dean of uh, seven on him. Because he had three days before the holiday, he could take a hot shower on Holamoid. Uh, that's Shitat. That's Shitat Ashit. Tosfot says the same thing. Look at Tosfot. Pirush bekuntras ul erev yachol lechotz gufo besonen ina me panav yadav veraglav. אבל כל גופו בחמין לא דאסו לרחוץ ביום טוב. אינה מי יש תפרש בחמי תיבריה. Or, if the guy wants to take a hot shower, on the night of Yom Tov, he can go to the Tiberius hot springs. Because we learned the rabbis that not making gezera by hot water, לגבי a hot springs. אינה מי לשטוף מותר. כדבר פרקירה. Which means, לשטוף, which means he can do like, uh, 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 not a bath, but he's able to take, let's say, a pour the water over him. We said there's a new scene of bath and pouring the water over him on Yom Tov. So therefore, he wants to be made killed with that. <coughs> okay. Right. And you see over here, Tosfor clearly says... That we're not going to say him except Hayyom on day three. To mevatel the Avelut. Because the seven days are Hamur. So therefore, you have to, a person has to have at least three full to, 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 to knock out the uh, seven. Whereas once a person had seven, then he already can knock out the third Yom except Hayyom. But Sheikin three, that's not right. You have to have three complete, and that's even according to Abba Shaul. And therefore, the bathing is not going to be permissible until the evening. I found the two rabbis, Rab Pepe and Rab Papa. The Yetbe, they were sitting. That they follow Alaka, Keravuna, Berev Yoshua. That what? You need the three complete days before the bathing is going to be permissible. Others say, All three rabbis were sitting. They sat and they said, Okay, so everybody concurs to that halakha. Ba'amine Abaye Abaye question Mirabba. Here's the case. Kavro Baregil. They buried the person on the regal, which we learned already. The regal is not Ole Liminyan. Shiva, which means the person has to start the Avilut after the regal starting day. One. And certainly in that case, it's not mafsik either. Because the only way a regal is mafsik if the avidut was before the regal. But on the regal itself, a regal has not the ability to be mafsik. And in this case, not even to be ole. So the Gemara's question is, regal ole lo liminyan shloshim? Or in regal ole lo liminyan shloshim? What about for the thirty? Which means like this. 
Do I say, you told me you're ready for the seven, you can't count it. Which means after the holiday is over, the person has to start counting seven days. But does he have credit at least for those days to add to his 30? Which means, after the regular, you're right, seven days for a week, the person has to be no hikavirut. But after the seven days are up, can I consider it that now he's on, for example, day 14 for the 30? Because bottom line, there were seven days that say the person died on the first day of the holiday. So it's seven days of... You want to tell me that it's not going to impact the seven, but maybe it can be counted for the shoshim. Or do you say no? Or do you say no? The argument the other way is, listen, you can't start counting 30 until you get rid of the seven. So once the seven are on hold... So therefore the 30 cannot come before the, before the 7. When you're counting for the 30, you didn't even count the 7. So that's the shi'ilah. Does the regal days, when somebody dies on the regal, the regal days count for the 7? It's a big daf kamina. The daf kamina is going to be, when does the shushim end? Yeah, did you, do you gain any days of the regal to get the shushim or not? So the Gemara says, Lebinyan shiv'a lo kamibayali. So listen, I'm not asking... Le'inyan shiva'ah Delo na'aga mitzvat shiva'ah beregel That gives you the sebara We know the laws of shiva'ah Do not apply on the regel What's the laws of shiva'ah? That he has to sit on the floor That he has to wear He can't wear shoes do We know he can't do that Because that's assumed to do on the regel The regel is for shiva'ah So a person for sure cannot use the regel For shiva'ah Because the laws of avelut are against the laws of Regal. However, Because the laws of Shiloshim, no haircuts. No. You can't take haircuts on the Regal anyway. The laws of the Shiloshim is no uh, laundering clothes. A person can't launder clothes either on the Regal. So could be, you could say, since the laws of the Shiloshim do not, uh, do not contradict the laws of the regel, <laughs> so therefore maybe you could count uh, the shloshim uh, days towards his count of shloshim. So the Gemara says, "My, what's the law?" Amale eno ole. He told them, "No, eno ole," which means after the regel you start to count, you start the seven, and then you start the continuing of the thirty. That's she. The minyan sheva lokam ebayali. For sure, you, the seven is not only. He's not asur to wear shoes. The regel is not going to turn his bed over like we learned that one of the laws of the shiva is he turns. But that you cannot do that on Yom Tov and holiday. But the other law, the laws of thirty, do apply the regel. How? Right? Laundering and to sport it is as soon as well. Now Tosfot just points out the that the laws of seven don't apply on the regel but things that a person could do meaning in private will be no egg. So if there's certain things exactly, let's say uh, bathing and things like that, 
that it's not a public thing. So walking in the street without shoes on, that's uh, obvious. That's uh, But things that are can be kept in private, for example, one of the things that are asur be'avilut is relations. Asur be'tashmish. That's the varish be'serah. Nobody knows that uh, uh, law. That's, that's not done in public, obviously. So therefore, the Devarim Shvisraat was what they does apply even on the Negev Negebe the Shiva'ah. But the other laws are broken. So therefore, there's no question the Negebe the Shiva'ah. The question was only the Negebe the Shoshim. And the answer is, in all the, the next pieces of the Gemara, which is on the next Amur, are going to challenge this answer that you cannot count the days of the Negev towards the Shoshim. Baruch Amen.